and and not just in the sort of barefoot lifestyle, but in this minimalist lifestyle, in this simplification lifestyle, in the health healthy lifestyle, because health is 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 all about reducing, about taking away, about um, allowing the body to be the body, um, and allowing um, yourself to work through this life. It's not about being successful all the time. Lend me your ears. This nation will rise up. Welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm Nick Quinton. I'm your host here at the Elemental Health Podcast. And we have got an incredible guest for you guys this week. And it is truly a... Uh, an incredible conversation i'm finding hard to, to to find words to describe the the depth of the conversation and and kind of how much it resonated with me um i i record these intros uh, after I, i've had the conversations i've had the interviews and i've i've i've, I've sort of had a think about what i want to say uh, to introduce the person um and the conversation with jeff has kind of just got my head spinning and blown my mind and I've been thinking about it ever since we had that conversation which is kind of a couple of days ago um, since this recording and just that kind of gives you an, an insight into to the impact that the conversations had on my life so I'm really interested to know how you guys find this one um, it's truly a very very different way of thinking about things and we go deep into the weeds um, Jeff is a unique individual and the way he is changing and structuring his life is definitely different to, to a lot of the common streams common edicts that are out there in the world um, and and we, we definitely chat about that his his approach to to natural movement barefoot movement and and helping people is phenomenal and we have a really interesting conversation about all those aspects um, and and kind of get 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 hopefully you as the listener thinking about things in in a very very different way um, really is mind-blowing so stick with it um, and let me know how you get on and here we have the urban Barefoot himself, Jeff Shop. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much uh, for jumping on with me all the way from Miami. And um, the guys and girls that are listening have heard a little bit about, about you in the intro that, um, that I've done, but um, I just want to sort of say hello. And, you know, we really started chatting through some really interesting concepts and ideas, and, and I'm, I'm really excited about how the conversation is going to unfold. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we got well, a little bit ahead of ourselves. So, um, <laughs> and that's always, that's always fun because then, uh, you know, we have more to dig into. But thank yeah. you for having me. I'm so grateful. I, again, like I said before, I'm, I, I'm still, in a little bit of wonder and, and and lots of excitement around uh, being invited to share my thoughts. It's, uh, it's, it's just so, it's, it's amazing. Thank you. Awesome. So um, let's, let's dive straight into kind of your story, if you like, um, and where, where you've come from, the, the, the journey that you've been on to, to kind of where you are now and your current kind of view of the world and what you're up to. So I guess where I'd like to start is by saying that, um, I just, I find it very interesting um, and just, it's something that I think about often, the, the, the journey that each one of us is on um, and really just 
having total acceptance and and gratitude for every step in the journey that that you take so that being said you know for me um it seems like my whole life has been leading me to to this point of 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 talking and helping people to rebuild relationships um with their whole body but specifically with their feet um you know little things that happened throughout my life that have just shaped this 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 relationship that i have with my feet um and and everything just having happened perfectly even you know when even though in the in those moments i may have felt frustrated or like i wasn't doing the right thing or like something was disconnected it all has led me to here now so when i say that i mean you know i i went to medical school um and the whole time during medical school i felt just really unhappy and really disconnected because i didn't see um that the medical system was doing what they were saying they were doing which is you know trying to help people it's really just i i've come to understand it as really advanced pharmaceutical rep training um which is the crazy kind of crazy thought we can maybe dive into that a little bit but but um you know having gone through medical school having learned the human body in, in an incredibly in-depth way um having learned what that system believes is right has really helped to contribute to my knowledge and to my ability to have a an intelligent conversation and the the funnier thing is that during medical school I was always really focused on orthopedic surgery because you know it's it's very movement heavy it's a lot of physics which is something that I that I've always really been passionate about um but specifically I I did research under one of the most prolific foot and ankle surgeons of uh of our time and so you know foot the foot and ankle it keeps coming up even you know when i was little they called they used to call me the shoe kid like i used to have a lot of like even as a very young child my mom said i used to love sneakers and um you know it and then i used to collect sneakers later on and like i have i have a closet full of all the nike's and adidas and jordans and um it's all just so funny so now i have all these shoe boxes everywhere and they're just and they're shoe boxes of of a totally different you know mindset and a totally different way of living and it's just it's so funny to see the the uh, the interplay of you know the old and the new and just how i've totally shifted my 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 perception of what is cool what is functional what is it that i need to do for myself um it, in this world so and wow maybe i got a little little far on that one but no 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 so yeah i mean what what i love about uh the way you express yourself is is you 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 can see the kind of the passion over kind of what you're um talking about is just just come permeates through you um and that that's that's kind of how i am sometimes i talk about um health and fitness as well and but so but i just want to kind of be a little bit granular because i think you know, I, I, I've got a clinical background, um, pre-hospital care as a paramedic in, in the UK, which is a little bit different to the US role, as I understand it. So uh, the title's the same, but, but the role is, is very different. The healthcare system, as you know, is different in this country anyway. But So I've got that um, clinical background as well. And, and that's another reason why I wanted to talk to you, because I think kind of we're kindred spirits in that uh, mindset of, you know, what we've got in terms of a healthcare system um, in the auspice of the, the structure of, of, of what everyone thinks we've got is, is very broken. 
um, whether it be in the US, the UK, Australia, you know, the Western healthcare system is completely broken at this stage. Um, and your hit your journey from kind of medical school to where you are now is, is for me is mind boggling, fascinating and akin to what I'm kind of the path I'm on. Um, I think you probably evolved your thinking a little bit more, uh, you maybe further head down down the path a little bit further no, down the path. Than there's I no, there, there's no such thing. There's just, they're just different. They're just different paths. There are no, there's no, uh, there's no measurement. It's just, it's so just you, where you are. So you wanted to be um, an orthopod, and then what? What? What happened? What? What were the? What were the kind of key key changes shifts um, that, that, so, that led you down a different path? Yeah. So I I wanted to do orth, orthopedic surgery really and. I, I thought about this often. It was the least medical uh, specialty in medicine. Yeah. And so, so when I got to medical school, I was, you know, I was really excited because I'm a, I'm very passionate about human body and the brain, um, which obviously are, are totally interconnected and, and act and do, cannot act separately from each other. But I just really like, you know, the behavioral aspect of it and the physiological aspect of the human body. And, you know, in medical school, when you start, when you start off, you get the first, you know, two months is anatomy and you're, you're dissecting bodies, you're studying it, you're, you know, you're diving really deep and it was so exciting and so much fun. And then all of a sudden there's this, um, you know, sort of seamless transition to, to, to breaking the body down into organ systems. And if there's this problem, you give this pill, if there's this problem, you give them this injection or this surgery. And I said, hold on a second. This is not, this is not what I signed up for. This is like, this is madness. And I went through it because you always, you know, sometimes when you're in a kind of a, in an unhealthy relationship, you just kind of stick with it because you don't want to quit and you, you see something special. And, and I did still see something special about medicine. And there are some sides of it that are beautiful, especially the critical, you know, acute care, um, you know, you break up, you break a bone, they, you got to fix it a lot. Most of the, a lot of the times, not always, but you got to fix it. Otherwise you're going to have a pretty, um, unfortunate movement life. Um, you know, if you have a heart attack, a stroke, anything like any, any of these really serious acute things, medicine is awesome. They keep you alive. They've done some, they perform miracles. I've seen them. Um, but almost everything else is just a little sketchy and the more i've read into it the more i've realized that the medical the the the, the current day medical system is the product of um manipulation by by people and companies who had a financial incentive to create more aware awareness and and just a, a more in-depth training around how to use the drugs that are being created and so that's why i said uh, you know, they're just really advanced pharma, pharmaceutical rep training, because it's, it's really what I've come to understand about it. And I, I say that from, ex, from personal experience of going through it, not from, you know, some conspiracy or anything like that. I just really got that vibe. And, you know, I did it for five years. And I, I, towards the end, I just took a really hard look at myself. And I said, you know, I, this is not something that I can be part of. And I, 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 I admire the people who realized it as well and have stayed in it and have tried to make changes from the inside. But I, my calling and what I felt I needed to do was to go out and figure out how to make big changes from the outside. 
Cool. Well, I, I respect that. And I agree with everything you're saying. So where are you now? What are you kind of, what are you focusing on? Um, and, and, and how are you, how are you making, how are you providing that message to the world? So for me, like you, you know, you, you brought this up that I speak with, with a lot of passion, a lot of excitement and, and that's really just the core of everything that I do. I just, I, I after medical school, I went out uh, into the business world and eventually uh, started a, a podiatry group practice with a, with a business partner who was a podiatrist. And, you know, we built a pretty big group and me being the wellness guy, I, I just had, I kept digging and digging and trying to figure out, you know, what does wellness mean in podiatry? And then eventually I figured it out um, after reading, listening to podcasts, research, I, I, I sort of dove into it. And then eventually all the dots connected. And I said, wow, hold on a second. We're doing this all wrong. And so it's going back to, you know, the medical uh, school story. It's like, I figured, I, I realized that something's wrong. And I tried to start making changes within my team. And at the same time, I started to talk about this online. So I started, I created the Urban Barefoot as just kind of a case study in my experiment on how to implement this in my life in a, in a big city, not moving to the forest and being barefoot. Um, you know, like how does this apply in the real world setting? Um, and I started to talk about it and talk about it, but at the same time, I was, I was being pulled farther and farther apart from my group because the, the docs just didn't care. Right. They just, they, they didn't, they have their own training and they, you know, they, they think that orthotics are the right move and that, you know, everybody's sort of inherently flawed and we must help them to be less flawed. Um, and so eventually once the urban barefoot started to grow and take on a life of its own and really fueled by my passion, uh, it started to, 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 to pull away from the practice. And eventually I had to say, you know, I had to make the really tough decision again to just leave my, my piece of the business behind and just move forward. And it was, it was very hard because, you know, I raised this child, I, I birthed this child and I raised it. And uh, to have to let it go was, was, was really tough. But, you know, as I go deeper into this journey of, of, of just gratitude and, and happiness, it, I realize that it's these moments, these like ego crushing, destroying moments that just like open up a whole new world of possibility in your mind and, and, and make you realize that um, it's more than, it's, it's, it's not about you, right? It's about, this, this planet is about everybody. It's about us working all together. And, um, it's just been like, you know, every, every ego crushing moment is gets me closer and closer to like, to, to enlightenment I feel these days. And I've just like, you know, I've, I've, I've come to, to take everything in as, as beautiful and amazing, no matter what, no matter what. Awesome. So what's your, what's your, so many questions in my mind. Um, but what, what first, first comment I've got is, is you clearly have got a, 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 a best way to express it. So you've got a, an incredible awareness level of awareness, I would say around um, who you are, the direction you want to travel in and what doesn't work and what your message is and how to get behind it. 
in terms of your evolution and your breakaway from kind of the mainstream uh, medicine, podiatry into kind of what you do now, which is much more of a natural ap- approach to wellness, um, what, what kind of came first, your, your kind of the breakaway and then the kind of the more spiritual awareness side of things or, or are they too intertwined or it, does one follow the other? What was the initial? Yeah, so, so I'm asked this question, uh, but like where, where did your journey start? Well, obviously it started when I, when I was born. I, actually before probably, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I've, I've been, I, I, I was very practical um, about, you know, just only believing the things that I've seen um, but I've really, as I've dug in more and more, I've really started to understand this concept of the soul and, and the soul's age. And I really have identified myself um, compared to other people around me that, that are very close to me, um, like it, within my family. And I've noticed that our, I've noticed the soul ages, you know, like people who I come from a very rigid uh, structure of family where the adults are always right. You know, the kids shut up and listen. Um, and that's just, you know, it's a conservative family. Um, but I've started to, to notice that, that I, I am, I, I feel my soul as, as an older, uh, you know, as in, in its older version than a lot of the people who are older than me. And I've started to really uh, understand that. But I think that a really big turning point was when I was leaving medical school, when I made that, that really difficult decision, because it is very difficult. I mean, you have this structured, perfect, you know, roadmap to success, right? Making money. And then I had, you know, I had this girlfriend and we, it was like, you know, on paper, perfect. Our families knew each other and it was like the whole perfect structure. And then that within a matter of like two weeks, I, I, I made the hard decision to, to leave that. And I made the other hard decision to leave that relationship. Um, and all of a sudden my, my world flipped upside down. Right. And that was like one of those, one of the first big ego crushing moments for me. Like, and, and so that, I think that sparked the journey. Um, but it really started to kick in high into high gear. Once I started to do, um, you know, to, to, to dig in more into the barefoot movement and to, and to just educate myself and, and in so doing educating the, the community, um, it really started to, to, to show me that there are many, many things that I was, that, that I had a incorrect awareness about, and it helped me to start to ask the really, really hard questions and to, and to really lean into this, this idea that, that asking the hard questions is the only right thing to do. Um, I've all, since I was very young, I've always, I've, I've always questioned the way of things, but I've, I've, I always used to, um, doubt myself mm-hmm. and my, and my, um, my questioning of it. So, you know, once I started to, to, to talk about, about the barefoot movement is when I, I really started to, to, you know, the curve of growth started to, to go up. And then recently over the last, I'd say, you know, once I, once I left the practice and, and I had that, the next big ego crushing uh, experience, it started to, to, to like hockey stick into a whole new plane of, of possibility. And just, I think more, more so than anything, creating awareness around the fact that I am capable of doing whatever I need to do to, to just live my, to live in my, rea- in, in my truth. And to find out who I really am. Okay. Maybe. So, hopefully it helps. 
Well, no, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really interesting that the, the way you thread it together, because I think that's, that's fairly unique as well. I think people, you know, we, we ask these questions and we want kind of like single, single bullet. It's a bit like medicine, right? You want to see a pill, <laughs> a pill solution yeah, to, to the question. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's not that simple. And I like the way that you kind of resist the urge to give kind of like bullet point answers, you know, respect that. Um, and, uh, you know, there's uh, a couple of things that I want uh, to sort of uh, dive into on that one is so I, I get, I really want your view on, um, so you've gone through that medical system and why, what's your view on, on kind of why we, why it doesn't work in terms of people getting the right advice, you know, that, to, to actually uncover their, their own truth. Cause I think my kind of view is that people don't really understand how to dig at that truth. And therefore in terms of health, they go and seek um, a, a quote unquote professional's view. And then that professional is just inclined to be empathetic and sympathetic in potentially a long-term detrimental effect. Um, if I phrase it like that, um, and therefore we get in this cycle of, you know, I, I don't understand the direction I'm moving in. I'm going to ask someone supposedly who knows more about um, my health. They're then they're going to give me an answer that actually threads back to the reason why I can't find my own path. Um, and that's, it, it creates a, effectively a downward spiral to someone's health. Um, yeah. Did you have a comment on that? Yeah. So, so where it starts is that we have to, we have to realize um, how the, modern day health system came about and it was really uh, people who had a financial incentive in creating pharmaceutical drugs um, having the the amazing insight because this is this is genius like this this whole thing is that they did was absolutely genius so these people who are actually it was the people who created the precursors for the pharmaceutical drugs selling it to to i guess with they probably own some of the uh, those companies the pharmaceutical companies themselves as well but they said hmm the medical system today this was you know back uh uh probably a century ago um the the medical system was kind of a joke right it was uh it it was it didn't have people didn't have a lot of respect in that world and it was just kind of kind of weird and fuzzy so they said you know what we're gonna we're gonna structure this better we're going and we're gonna create the, the educational content for these schools but it was all created with the intention of teaching them how to use drugs and 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 then in the process uh sort of uh, you know having eastern medicine become like like uh, voodoo magic, right? So, so, so demonizing the, the other side of medicine and then, you know, sort of propping up and creating some, some uh, really interesting, like, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for is uh, like wonder around, oh, all these amazing drugs and all the things that they can do. But so, cause so, so this is not real health. This is medicine, right? Medicine is, med medicine is how you use medications to to treat people which mm -hmm. you know as we know now it's just not working right it's just not working um, and then you know once you go down farther you go down generations people have totally lost this concept of where the modern medical system came from right and then now to a hammer everything looks like a nail right so 
So they're like, oh, these are the most respected people in the world. I'm going to go see a doctor. And then to the doctor, every, you know, is the hammer. Everything looks like a nail. People come in. Oh, are you depressed? Oh, we're going to give you this, this medication. Oh, wait, you have some pain in your, in your wrist. Let's get an MRI. Right. And, and I was talking about this with a, with a doctor friend who recently sold all of his, you know, he's very successful, sold all his businesses and has been on this journey of rediscovering himself and, and, and tapping into the men, the, you know, the sort of limiting beliefs and the mental models that he's had around his life. And he's like, you know, he's telling me about a friend of his who, who many years ago bought this MRI machine and he was, and he's like a rheumatologist and he was getting MRIs of every single person with rheumatoid arthritis of their hands and their feet, you know, wrists, ankles, feet, hands. And the guy calls um, my, my friend and he's like, you know, so happy and excited and telling him about this MRI machine and he's got to get one. This guy's making a killing. He's making so much money with his MRI machine. And, and my, my friend asked him, so wait a second. Um, when did you start ordering MRIs for your, your rheumatoid patients? And he's like, oh, you know, 11, 11 months ago. He's like, oh, and how long have you had the machine? 11 months ago. So you're saying that before you had this MRI machine, you never used to order it. And now all of a sudden that you have it, you feel compelled to, to order it. And it's just, it's, it's just, you know, beyond the belief that, that, that drugs and pills and, 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 and injections help people. Now there's this like, oh, I got this machine and it makes me so much money. So I'm going to use it, even though there is no purpose, real need for it. And that's why the U.S., that's part of why the U.S. healthcare system is so completely broken and backwards is because there's just this total abuse of the system. And a lot of it stems from, I can, say, I can speak from experience because I own the medical practice, is a very deep distrust and disappointment with the insurance, the health insurance system. So the health insurance, they really abuse doctors. Like they, re I, I mean, I was there and, and they, the compensation is, is kind of a joke. And so doctors, what do they do? They say, you know what, you know, I'm going to go order all these tests and I'm going to run your bill up to as high as, as high as you'll, you'll, you know, regulatorily allow me to do and, you know, screw you. And, but what they realize is it's like the story of the right arm, uh, you know, the left arm gets cut off and the right arm says, you know, I don't know how to fix this. I can't, I can't do anything. Sorry. Right. So what happens? Like the, they all, everyone dies. You know, they're cutting off their own, their own arms. They're, they're creating a bigger burden on the system and on the country as a whole, on the, on the world as a whole, because as we know, the U.S. economy impacts the entire world in a really, really profound way. Yeah, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. And I think it's, um, so. It, so going it, back, so going back, it's misinformation, it's misinterpretation and and a lot of a lot of wounds and trauma that 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 medical professionals experience in dealing with these these very large very abusive um systems like farm like uh health insurance companies yep no i i, I completely agree with you and in in the uk we have quote unquote free healthcare. um it's not free mm. 
it's not free. Um, and it, it, that <laughs> brings different challenges. It's included. It's included. <laughs> yeah, that brings different challenges. Uh, but actually, my my understanding, having spoken to to to, to lots of guys in the US, is the, the problems are fundamentally the same. Actually, yes. Um, we're all in the same cycle. Uh, it doesn't matter that that that, you, that the, the kind of got the. The, the American kind of, you know, as we think of it, very expensive system and ours is the kind of the free system. Neither of those are, are the realities, but, um, but actually the, the, the synergies are really, really strong. And, and we're, you know, we're moving more and more in that, in that direction of kind of like more cost, uh, uh, more drugs, blah, blah, blah. But, um, but what I, I guess what I'm, you know, drilling into what you're saying, I, I want to go further because what, what, uh, what uh, the analogy I have is kind of, um, the, someone has ill health now obviously that there's a series of events that have led them to that if we if we don't think about that those series of events for the moment we think about that interaction with a, a, a quite, quite professional so they go and speak to to their doctor um you know the analogy i have is that they've got holes in their boat and they're trying to sail it and the doctor has given them a better bucket to bail out the water that's coming in so what 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 but but the you know and that's I guess I'm simplifying it, but it, at the, the level no, I, I'm I at, at the yeah. level I'm at, it's it's it is obvious. It's obvious. Do you know what I mean? When someone is trying to do diabetic, and you know they're they're looking at altering their insulin levels, or you know changing from glycoside onto another or something, you know, and and you're kind of like, well, we're just changing a bucket, but we're still bailing out at even a higher <laughs> increased frequency. No one's looking at the holes. Yeah. It is that in my mind, it is that simple, and I don't really understand. So, what how, you know, what's broken that we're not able to see what's right in front of us in terms of the truth, the situation, and and what changes need to be made. Yeah, well, again, it's you know this training around how to use drugs. They don't they don't know how to fix diabetes. They don't know they don't have the tools to help people fix their problem. They only have the tools, like you said to give them a bigger, more powerful bucket to get the water faster out of the boat. But, you know, it's, it, goes farther, it goes farther than that because not only they're giving them a bigger bucket, but the, the person is poking bigger holes in their boat at the same time because, you know, they don't, they, they have this, there's this false belief that, oh, I'm taking this insulin, I'm taking this metformin, I can do whatever I want, right? I can eat whatever I want because I'm going to be okay. Because this insulin is going to help me to uh, not, you know, get hyperglycemic or hypoglycemic or have a, you know, whatever, whatever it is that, you know, that these people suffer from. And, you know, you, you know what it is. They, they get the neuropathies. They get, you know, they, their eyes are heavily impacted. Uh, their kidneys explode. Um, the, 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 the physicians today don't understand how to heal people. They know how to treat people and they know how to manage their symptoms. They don't, they, the majority, and I'm, I'm generalizing, uh, you know, but as a, as a whole, as a majority, they don't know, they don't know how to, how to help people. And there's this really big um, disconnection of the understanding that the human body has all of the tools that it needs to heal itself. You just need to create the right environment for the leveraging of these tools. So, so I'll, I'll give you an example. And I love that you brought up type two diabetes and I've said this story before, but there's this guy, he's been a 15 diabetic, 15 years, um, didn't take care of himself. Insulin, 24 hour long acting, uh, 
um, I am insulin every night, um, metformin, whatever, uh, whatever his dose was, I'm not sure. Been doing this for 15 years, gone to eight different doctors. Um, and you know, it took me a year of coming, he, he's, he works at this place that I go to once a week and it took me a year of going back to this place, you know, and having these little small conversations and, and him, you know, shrugging it off, laughing. I would, it would, it would just be me talking about what I'm doing for myself, fasting, barefooting, training, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he used to make, he kind of used to make fun of me, but like in a really playful, like we had a really good relationship. Um, and then one day I come in and, and the conversation changed and he was asking the questions and he was, um, he was trying to figure things out for himself. Finally, like try finally creating some awareness and where did that come from? I don't know. Right. So like I, I, I've, I've started to, 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 to think a lot about like the awareness of awareness, right? That there's, there's something that happens before awareness. There's the, 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 uh, in, the, the inquisitiveness, right? Like the, the, the desire to want to, to know more, um, which happens before awareness, which I, I, I still haven't totally figured out. But anyway, going back to the story, um, we, we came down to a, a specific uh, protocol around fasting that we were going to test out uh, with him. And literally in a matter of two weeks, um, he's, he, he completely stopped his insulin, stopped metformin, was checking his blood glucose levels still on, on, on the same basis. And his levels were in the eighties and nineties, two weeks, 15 years, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. But it, took, but it took, but remember, I remember I said it took me a year. Right. And, and the moment that the healing happened for him was the moment that, that his brain switched to, 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 to desire to, 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 to look for more. Um, and then it just took two weeks for the physical manifestation of, of, of the, of the shift in mindset. Right. So the body is, the body is a rep is a physical representation of, 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 of the mind of, of your thoughts. And it take it, all it takes is a, is a, is a shift in thought. And then it's just a matter of time before it represents it, it, it displays itself physically. Mm. Yeah. So, well, that's an awesome story. I really, yeah. Wow. Respect to you for kind of uh, helping him on his journey and, 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 and reversing that. And actually it's funny cause we've had someone else on the podcast. She was a nutritionist um, in the first series and, and, and her father um, contracted type two diabetes and, and she helped to educate her mom and, and they reversed it relatively quickly. You know, it, I mean, you were saying two weeks once they've made that sh mental shift um, but we, we, we rely on, on our tacit knowledge. We rely on, on what we've done to dictate what we do. And I think that's the trap as we get older, we, you know, I'm always saying it's not just our bones that calcify. If we don't use them, it's our brains <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, calcifying yeah. and we start Absolutely. to think that we know everything as we get older. Whereas as a youth, you kind of, you want to learn lots of things and you want to constantly change your approach and finding what works. And, 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 you know, that's, the guys I coach, I encourage them to, to constantly be challenging what I'm telling them, what they're saying to themselves and that narrative and, and kind of querying those stories and <laughs> trying to understand more and more and more about what's going on and, and, and new approaches, different approaches. Because if you think what you know now is going to get you through the next 10 years, then you, you're surely mistaken and you're <laughs> going to fall down all the traps that, that, yeah. that, that thinking you know everything. You know, yeah, so that there's, there's a couple of things there. And what, this one, one thing that I've been thinking about is, you know, people see the work that we're doing on ourselves 
and they think that we're on a journey to you know be more successful make more money um and that's really that's really not what it's about however there are people who um or sort of more like the proof there are people who have not done any work on themselves right who have not who, who are totally kind of asleep and you know no offense to them you know they are where they need to be in their journey and that's perfectly fine but the the, the people who scare me the most are the people who are asleep and have been very successful in their life you know financially financially successful because that in when you're when you're asleep your your measure of success is always financial um those people are nearly impossible to change because they have seen their desires come true within the the mental models that exist for them and they they create this like super mega ego right because they they have a they have a pretty big ego already which is part of being asleep is like having this huge ego dictating your your life and your decisions and like it's all about you and everyone you know anyone who doesn't do what you want is crossing you um and then they they're 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 financially successful which is feeding their the ego and and just creating this mega super barrier ego that like they you just may never break through ever um so so um it's funny because a few months ago i was having this conversation with with um this guy I met at a, at, a, at a party of, you know, a friend's birthday party. And we're talk- I, was, I was explaining to him that, you know, there's really nothing that can Im- affect me negatively that will change the, co- that, the course that I'm on right now. And he was really interested in that. And I started to, to say that I started to use the words I've, I've started to, that I've started to build a wall so, so big that, that I'm just, I feel protected. But the, but then I, I stopped. And I said, wait a second. That's actually not true. The truth is that I've just totally shattered all the walls. Like I totally like just knocked them down and said, hey, everybody, this is me. Come in. Let's party. Right. Let's have a good time. And I have nothing to hide. Right. Like I have no no shame, nothing to hide. And, and when you do that, you, you're, you're totally empowered. Like you you control your, the narrative. You control your story. Um, my my friend the doctor i we were talking about this um a couple nights ago and he actually brought up the eight mile and uh eminem's uh movie mm-hmm. and in one part um you know he's going up at the end in this really big battle rap battle and it's like you know a lot of a lot of tension very nervous he's everyone's very and then all of a sudden eminem comes out and instead of dissing the other guy and you know doing the thing he he lists every single flaw of himself Every single one, right? Like his mom's an alcoholic, dad's not present, he lives in a trailer, ba, 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 ba. and he like tore down all the walls and there was no, nothing anybody could do to hurt him now because he had, he had exposed all of his flaws, but really he just totally empowered himself. So like, how is it that, that revealing all of, your, all of your flaws gives you so much uh, ability to to control your story and to just regain control of your life and i think that is something super interesting like, i think it's just extremely powerful yeah I, I, I absolutely agree i agree i agree agree and i think it's yeah i love that m&m scene for sure it's uh it's, it's it, it, it 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 captures the 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 essence of what you're saying perfectly um and we just we get caught up in 
we get caught up in listening to the ego, you know, the, 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 the analogy that I'm, I'm always drawn to, and I'll, I'm going to butcher it as a fable about the two wolves, you know, um, we all have two wolves that live inside of us. Um, there's a good wolf and a bad wolf. And um, the, the young child says to the grandfather, who, you know, the two wolves are fighting, which one wins? And the, the answer is the one you feed. Um, and that's, I think, linked directly in my interpretation of to, to the ego. And, you know, the, the, there are two voices in our head. One is, is linking us to, to whatever you want to call it, that spiritual essence and that, that kind of um, uh, conscience, consciousness. And the other one is the ego. Now, you need both. Otherwise, we'd all be just one blob. Um, <laughs> and that effectively cre- creates our own identity, is the ego mind. But, but I think a lot of people are walking around and they think that the big voice, the loud voice is the big voice, which is the ego. And that's the one they're listening to. Well, I think, you know, if you, if you're able to, and I'm not saying I'm there, if you're able to elevate your kind of your thinking and your awareness, then you, you start to understand that the ego is the very small voice within your mind. And actually what you need to be listening to is that much bigger, um, wiser voice, which is, is that consciousness and, and, and linking us all together and, and taking it from there. I can, I can, I guess that's, that's my comment on that. Yeah, well, it goes back to the ego shattering moments, right? Those are the times where you start that, you know, they, they, they may seem like unfortunate events, but really they're the most beautiful um, opportunities that, that you have in your life to, to re to, to sort of rebuild your understanding of what, what this, what, how this all works, you know, the two minds and whatnot. This guy, this guy, um, Tim Urban, who's the author of Wait But Why, it's, oh, yeah. it's just his blog. You may know, he just started, he just started this series about like this, it's called the story of us. And the guy just has an incredible way of, of using words to, to, to describe really powerful um, concepts. And it's all about he, in his, he's releasing it in chapters and he just released chapter one, I think yesterday. And chapter one is all about exactly what you're talking about, the two minds and what, you know, he, 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 he paints as a really cool, funny dashboard where like you have your primitive like needs in like this, this slider and like the primitive brain is like sliding, like, you know, horniness and, and, and hunger and pain. And he's just like sliding. And then there's this, there's this whole other like really advanced dashboard where, you know, you have the, the, the sort of consciousness driven mind and it's just like, you know, all Zen and like powering through energy and, and, you know, not actually touching anything and just like, and, and they're, you know, the, the, the primitive mind doesn't even know that it exists, that the world exists, that this other mind exists and the other mind is like, so it's like a, like a pet, you know, kind of like, he's got like a, like the dog, like an untrainable dog. And, and so the mind, the, the, the conscious the consciousness driven mind is like gets really frustrated and it's really interesting i, I I'll, I'll send you the, the yeah. link after i'll put it in the show notes for sure man it sounds 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 really cool we've gone down a rabbit hole which i which i love <laughs> um, but i, I want to talk more about um the, the barefoot movement that you're a massive advocate for and and kind of why you think that's so important and some kind of more much more uh tactical stuff that people sh- you know should and could go out and experiment with um to try and you know just bring that kind of like that implicit value through um so you've got the urban barefoot which is an awesome um I, you know i was just looking at do some research for you it's awesome kind of uh, way of approaching um 
life because we all live in urban communities. So can you just expand on, on why you think being barefoot, the way forward? I mean, we've talked about it a little bit and, and kind of how you live your life and some of the, some of the day-to-day strategies that you use to, to, to help your health and wellness. Yeah, so the last 45 minutes have been an intro and now we're now well, <laughs> but a, a necessary a necessary intro because I'm going to we're going to we're going to sort of anchor back to some of the things that we already talked about but um so first of all um you as a human are are perfect like the way that you were built you have everything that you need to to work your way through this 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 experience right like built in it's all built in and you know i talked about we have all the tools to heal ourselves you just have to give the right environment right so we have everything that we need if you needed more cushion you would have had it if you needed a lift under your heel you would have already it would have been built in like we've gone through way too many iterations of of the human and i'm not saying that we're like the ultimate perfect i'm just saying you're perfect for right now right like you have everything in your head and it's it's a, it's a, it was a process of many, 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 many generations and many iterations and many trial and errors and, you know, a lot of gene expressions and, you know, millions and millions and billions of years, right. That's led to this moment. You have everything you need. So if you can, if you can be comfortable with that concept, then, the, then being barefoot is just kind of obvious um, because it's just the natural way. It's just, understanding that your body is capable of doing whatever you need it to do as long as you feed it that input enough that it that it can adapt to it so if from the moment you were born you'd never put on a pair of shoes i mean i can only imagine if you had one of these like an nba or nfl player who just spent their entire life barefoot and training barefoot and doing everything i mean i i just think that the reason that it doesn't exist is because anyone who has led that lifestyle just their their whole their whole perception and view of the world is different they would just never go down that road for for whatever reason it's just that's that's what it what it appears to me like um but i can only imagine a world where and 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 there are there are versions of that in other parts of the of the planet and those people are never have never suffer from any of the sort of um issues that we suffer from in in really up the whole chain low back pain you know, uh, Achilles tendonitis, Achilles ruptures, plantar fasciitis is like number one, right? Well, back, back pain is, is more than plantar fasciitis, but these are problems of, of comfort and of the Western world and of this lie that we've been telling ourselves that we're inherently broken and we need, you know, this or that. And then, you know, the the cushions are everywhere. And, I think like the cushion, I'm starting to think that the cushion is the root of all evil. Um, <laughs> but it's really just this, this, um, this desire to be too comfortable is, um, is really detrimental for us. Um, and we have to just reprogram the, the approach. So, so again, you know, I've, I've, I've helped a lot of people over the last uh, a couple of years. And I just, I've come to this really deep realization that, it's all about mindset. Mindset first. Work on work on your 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 view of the world. Work on the lens with which you see the world, and the truth will always come out once you've done that foundational work. Until 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 it it clicks in your mind, and until you've connected the dots yourself, you 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 can't possibly really. Um, change the lifestyle because it will be forced it will be too forced 
and you'll and you will resist it if there's no understanding of the why then the how cannot exist sustainably yeah i I agree i agree so you are living in miami it's an urban environment obviously it's quite warm there but um so you're barefoot all the time i know you have like lots of different barefoot shoes what's what's kind of (laughs) you know what's your kind of um kind of level one chat to someone who's interested but doesn't really have the the, the the mindset to to, to 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 just start doing it or the confidence or you know because i appreciate that it's difficult everyone else is wearing shoes you know you're going to start taking those <laughs> off doesn't quite feel right we're, we're, we're creatures of, of of kind of community aren't we we want to belong i was about to say i love that word and you know me me stepping out on a, on, on a ledge and just doing it and walking around barefoot has empowered so many people to give it a try because they're like well if he can do it, I can, I can do it, you know, and, and he's doing it all the time. So let's do it together. And, and that's what I've been trying to do. And, and we're actually in the process of starting a, a morning walking, uh, like barefoot intentional walking um, group. So, so yeah, I mean, it's just about, about getting people involved, you know, making them feel great, making them feel empowered, making, making sure that they, that in the moments that they're trying it, that they tune in and they really, like they really internalize this feeling of this amazing feeling because when people start to walk barefoot and they stop and think about it, I usually get a response like, wow, this feels so good. Wow. I feel like, you know, I can't believe that, that I've just been wearing shoes so much all the time. It's, it's kind of reminding people. I, the, one of the things I really like to, to say is like, I'm not teaching people anything. I'm just reminding them, you know, like, it's like, we, we forget that we went through these first six years of our life and we were, and we learned everything, you know, we had everything, we learned everything. And then, then we started to get totally, um, corrupted, deprogrammed, reprogrammed, you know, by all of the things that all the relationships that, that we had around us, whether by our choice or not, you know, sitting, watching TV all the time, all the commercials we were watching, the Fresh Fresh Prince of Bel-Air the other day. And I realized that they all wear shoes in the house all the time. They're always wearing shoes. So these little things that we don't even realize that uh, obviously now that all I I can, I feel like all I see is feet these days, but um, you know, I notice these little things now. I'm like, wow, these things definitely help to shape my understanding of the world. So if I can help show people that, and, and, may, and help them to, to, you know, plant little seeds and then have them connect the, the dots of those, of those seeds. And once they are able to do that, it, 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 a whole new world opens up. And yes, it's all about community. So I have my community of, I have a, I have a couple of communities here in Miami and, you know, I have my you know, spirituality and mindfulness community. I have, you know, the fitness community. And I just try to tap in and like, show and show them from me being totally happy and and feeling incredible what's possible by just taking a a slightly different approach and then letting the their approach be dictated by them based on this new understanding of the world and this new fund of knowledge Mm. yeah and that's i think we're seeing um a kind of um 
a revolution in that space of people like yourself um, and more, more, more sort of kind of well-known people, you know, just encapsulating the, the concept that kind of be the change, be the message yes, and, yes, and yes. advocate what they're doing um, more, more so than trying to kind of inform, you know, trying to give that information. Yeah. Or, or being yeah, really- so, so when I work with, I work with practitioners quite a bit now, they approach me asking me, you know, how can I shift my, my practice and how I, t- how I teach my, my patients. And all of all, all I say to them is build a relationship um, that's founded on, on love and respect with anybody. And that is all they need. That is all people need is just more love and more trust. And if you can have that relationship with them, then that is the key to unlock the door of open-mindedness and and of listening you know the 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 story of the patient walking into the room and the doctor saying hey okay you know get into this gown you know chain take off your clothes and get into this gown does the thing leaves like that doesn't do anything it takes time you got to build the relationship and, and through the relationship is where you can access you know the doorways to deliver messages because there's always like a wall put up for most, there's a wall put up for most people. And until you get through that, you can't, you, you, you can't make real change. So instead of trying to, to give them, you know, to teach them stuff and to give them stuff to, to take, just work on building a great relationship and the, the, the right answers will just come. Right. It's not, it's not, it's not saying that you can't have conversations about, you know, how you see the world and stuff like that. But the, the, the purpose and the intention has to be to build a relationship, period. The, 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 the healing, a lot of the healing itself comes from building a solid relationship with someone. So much healing happens in just creating a new, strong, dependable relationship. Because most people don't have any in their life, really. They, they really don't. And it's, it's been very interesting to see. And, you know, going back to the guy with, with diabetes, like we, we, we built a relationship of, of love and fun and trust. And then when the time was right and when he was ready, when he felt comfortable, when he felt empowered through, our, through our, the strength of our relationship, he opened up and he allowed new, you know, new ideas to flow into his, into his world. Yep. And I, I know it's, it's, it's very like, you know, hippie, like, you know, oh, just, just love and peace. But, but, but just love it provides so much healing and so much power and so much potential. And it, it, it will cascade from there. Yeah. And my, my comment on that would be, well, I mean, I understand your comment on it kind of sounds kind of like new age and, and kind of uh, hippie-esque, but I believe through the work that I've done is, is, you know, exactly what you're saying as well uh, is you, you know, for someone to truly change, what you really need to do is hold a mirror up to themselves, up to them. Uh, And if you, if you trying to be either, I think either if you try and be sort of uh, a a clinical about it or or quote unquote professional about it or, or have that viewpoint or just a dick, and just be like, this is who you are. It won't get, it won't, it won't land. 
No, it won't land. You're, so you're that's why right. the relationship is absolutely key because, and you're saying it has to be done with love and that's absolutely the right word. They've got to understand the message, understand that you're holding that mirror up through a, through a, through a position from a position of love um, because otherwise it just won't land. You know, we, we are, yeah. we're not, we're blinkered to anything quite rightly. So, right. It's a protection mechanism. You know, they're thinking, why should I trust someone who's not actually reflecting back um, what I need to see, which is, which is, yeah. which is the love and the respect. Yeah. I've, I've boiled love down to um, intense collaboration and radical self-expression. Which is, which is funny because they're opposite sides of the spectrum, right? So self-expression is your uniqueness and then intense collaboration is you dropping all of your, you know, all of your differences and coming together and participating together. So, so I just things to think about. I've really, I've really come to, to this, to this deep understanding that, that you build love through, through working together. Um, and then, but also loving it and just, respecting each other's total uniqueness and and whatever they want to whatever they want to express and do no matter what right radical self-expression um it's it's just a funny thought i've been i've been playing with and you know i've been i read intensely and these things just come up and also you know these these really profound new connections around around how the world works for me come in these moments of of flow and the, the when i get into the best deepest flow is when I put myself through really, really challenging situations. You can, I, I feel like you can, you can have, you can start to create um, the, this sort of skill around flow on, on it's total two tailed. So like when you're in a super relaxed Zen state, like just totally relaxed and you know, thoughts are flowing in, in and out of you. But then there's also like the super, super, super challenging, like, am I going to survive moments where just, things become like incredibly clear. So, you know, like the other day I went on a barefoot run in the dark on pavement and I was, I was scared. I was so scared. Like I was so, I was freaking out, but I just, I just kept going through it. No music, no nothing. Like it was just me and my shorts and the road, like in, 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 in the world. And I, I had so many amazing thoughts in those moments and, you know, c- continuing to, to build on top of this knowledge that I'm, that I'm creating for myself. So, you know, little tips and tricks, you know, get into flow, try to work on getting into flow states, like whether it's by being super, super relaxed um, and Zen or by super challenging yourself. And I prefer the super challenging myself part because not only do I grow uh, emotionally, spiritually, but I also physically grow and psychologically grow you know it's i i i get to see the world as it really is you know and not as we've been told it is so anyway (laughs) that's awesome man that's awesome and so i mean we've talked about so many different things um that you're up to is it's fascinating and 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 to to dive into those is brilliant as well is it is there anything else that you're up to that you've not really touched on um well well so you know let's let's get a little bit more practical so where to start um start by educating yourself start by reading uh follow follow the people who are talking about uh being barefoot read the research studies just dig 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 through it and and build the connections within yourself create the understanding within yourself don't 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 force it just just 
you know, if, if, if it calls you, go looking, go looking, right? Go digging and, and build your own story around why it matters because life is just a bunch of stories strung together, right? Um, and so you have to build your story and, and the best way to get a full understanding of, of something is to be able to explain it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So build it enough that you can explain it to somebody. And um, that's, I think that's, well, once, once you knock down that first domino, it just they all start to fall and it, and not just in the sort of barefoot lifestyle but in this minimalist lifestyle in this simplification lifestyle in the health healthy lifestyle because health is 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 all about reducing it's about taking away about um, allowing the body to be the body um, and allowing um, yourself to work through this life it's not about being successful all the time but it's about um, being becoming better you know all the time and 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 accepting every challenge as a gift um and you know reframing changing the language so speaking of changing the language um what i what i do in my day-to-day that 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 feeds me um the fuel to be able to deliver these messages around barefooting and and just helping people with their wellness in their life for mostly for free um, is that I, I'm part of a, a, a group called Gaping Void and we do culture design for big companies, which has been for me um, just like the perfect marriage of everything that I love um, about life. You know, for me, it's all about helping people find their dream life. And what we do in this culture design business is sort of help people find meaning and purpose within companies. Um, you know, the, the pitch that we give to the company is a little bit different because it's, it's all about helping them improve their, their operations and improve their bottom line through, through people being more connected to their work. Mm-hmm. But I get to help people find their dream life through their work at scale, hundreds and thousands of people. You know, our clients are, we, we just finished a project for the Air Force at one of their bases and now they're, we're doing like 10 more. Um, Microsoft's a big client. Zappos has been applying for a long time, you know, affecting change at huge scale and doing it through language, doing it through emotion, through connection to these big emotional ideas that help people feel like they're part of a winning team on an inspiring mission, right? And whether that's absolutely true or not, it creates so much purpose and meaning and passion in people's lives. And that is what my life is all about. So, you know, in my, in my, in my, side life I, I do it personally for people around their physical health and their mental health and their spiritual health but then I get to do it at scale for all these people you know by just helping them find more connection to, to, to the work that they do because in the world that we live in today what you do for work is such a big important hairy part of your life um sorry about the hair reference you know um but yeah so i'm losing it too so i've been trying to grow it out to like make it uh not look so 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 going away you're going for um, a comb back <laughs> well you know it's if you look back here it's, it's, there's, there's, there's there's a big gap i think you're um, doing all right you're doing all right <laughs> yeah but you know and and so i i'm uh, i started with i actually started with this company right out of medical school when i when i finished it was a very serendipitous uh uh, opportunity. It's called, it's called Gaping Void? 
Gaping Void. Check wow, them out. interesting name. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's a whole long story, and it was, you know, it's birthed out of a, uh, a blog that, that this illustrator that, that's our creative, uh, a chief creative, um, had. And, and anyway, the, the concept is that if you attach a really powerful uh, connecting emotional message to an image, um, you create an opportunity for people to share really big, powerful uh, emotional ideas. And in so doing, shifting um, the conversation, shifting the language. And, and when you do that, you shift reality. Like you change, you change the world because the world is really just a percep your perception of it. And it's all about the stories that you tell. So if you change the stories, you change the language, you change the culture. And um, the way that, that that idea came about was, was very random. So they had a wine business and they were using the, the, the cartoonist, the illustrator was they were they were leveraging the cartoons to sell wine but then they were doing it all based in london and there's the cambridge innovation center there and there were a lot of microsoft people there and the microsoft people were all super smart and they wanted to you know they joined microsoft because they wanted to have an impact on the world but back in you know the early 2000s microsoft was like the evil empire so they're all super unhappy and disconnected and so um there's this big ambassador guy that that was friends um with my ceo and with the with the cartoonist and they created this image. I was like this little rough, really rough blue monster guy. And it said, Microsoft change the world or go home. And people fell in love with this thing. Right. And then they started spreading. They started printing on posters and spreading a totally total guerrilla, you know, marketing or, you know, it's not marketing, but sort of is sort of marketing as campaign yeah. to the point where people were tattooing this blue monster on their, on their body. And they, and, and that, that, help them realize that if you take a really powerful emotional message, you connect it to an image, you turn it into a shareable opportunity that then people use as a tool to have a new conversation and to change the language, you can totally shift uh, mindset and that way shift culture. So it's the last, you know, 12, 13 years have all been about reverse engineering that concept and like creating a, a very uh, uh, sustainable and systematized structure around executing that function so it's all about creativity language artwork and it's just you know again everything that that i've done in my life has led me to this place and in the perfect most beautiful way and and so that's that's what i do day to day i don't want i i people often reach out to me like where's your clinic where can i and and i just want to, i like to be very clear like i'm not a licensed anything i don't have i don't carry a license in any modality i i, I help people i advise them I coach them, I counsel them. If they have medical problems, helping them through the medical system, if they just want to be healthier, if they have, you know, if they're just lost, I, I, we can start to have the conversation, build a relationship, you know, love everything we talked about. And um, I mostly do it for free. And when I say that, I mean, I don't have a rate, I don't charge, you know, X amount per hour, Y amount per month. Um, the, the deal is, I will help you find whatever answer you, you're looking for within yourself. I will help guide you, give you, you know, provide you with whatever you need. Um, and, and you, you know, based on the value that you feel that you receive from me, you can choose to contribute uh, I, on my website. I have a button. You can contribute through PayPal. You can uh, make a donation in my name. You can send me a gift. I actually, that's my favorite one. Like send me something um, meaningful um, or, or nothing you know, or just, just nothing. And, and that's perfectly fine. But what I say is like, if you're, if you send nothing, if you do nothing, 
then you should evaluate whether I'm the right person for you because you, clearly you, you don't seem to find value in, 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 our, in the relationship that, that we're building. And that's fine. I, I, there's no hard feelings whatsoever. I've actually been trying to figure out how to make the contributions anonymous. So I just get like a batch payment every month. And like, I don't know who sent me what I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to hold any bias myself um, around the people that I'm working with. And, you know, based on like, oh, this guy paid me this much or this woman paid me that much. I don't, I don't care. That's not what this is about for me. Um, and it's, re it's a really interesting economic, uh, sort of business model or economic model that I've been playing with. And there are other businesses that do this. There's a place, there's a coffee shop in Denver that they don't charge you. You pay whatever you want. There's a restaurant uh, in Israel. I was just in Tel Aviv. There's a restaurant there um, that you come, there's no menu. You sit down, they start bringing you plates. Um, and at the end of the, when you're done, you say, I'm done. And there's no check. You pay, you just pay whatever you want or you pay nothing. No problem. No, no questions asked. No, nothing. And I'll tell you what, obviously the, it has to be based in, in a pure intention, the, the business itself, right? Like we have to know about the owners, what they care about, who they are, but it, it, it pays back in huge dividends. And I'm not saying that, you know, to say that, that, my, that, that model is correct or not, but, but it's all about the intention. Um, and it's all about, um, sort of the mindset that people have going into doing these things. Like, and for me, it's all about just helping people. And I'm lucky. I'm very, very lucky. I'm, I'm blessed that, that I have the resources to be able to do this. That's not the same for everybody. And I understand that it's, it's a process, right? And, but it, it took me lots of lots of, it took me 29 years of building this, right? Like I, I, I had to build uh, my own understanding of myself and my own um, journey in order to be able to do this. So, so, you know, there's people who say, oh, well, he's, you know, he's well off. That's not fair. But, but I built this for myself, right? I've, I've created, I've, I've created the life that I want to live in and it's, it, and, and trust me, there was, there were, there's, there, there were times of tons of stress and tons of, uh, and a lot of unhappiness and a lot of, uh, of, uh, you know, of reflection, um, ups and downs, just like everybody else. Um, and, and yes, I have, I have been very blessed and very lucky to have a great support structure in my, from my family and my friends and my community. Um, so that's, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm blown over. I, I'd love to talk to you about the 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 uh, gaping void um stuff in a sec if you're if you're willing to chat about that but yeah. uh, but what what you've just said has blown my mind because i think you know i, I guess the, the kind of the easiest way to to, to kind of uh, ask you the the, qu the kind of challenging question is so i say as a professional um someone wants to be coached by me now a, a lot of the guys that come to me come to me quote unquote for fitness um and that's kind of my kind of a gateway to, to helping them be healthier and, and, and live a better life. Um, but, uh, and that's due to my background, you know, that's kind of, yeah, I blah, 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 blah. Um, the way, by the way I, I checked out your website and everything. It's really cool stuff. I, love, thank I really you. like it. Thank great, you, man. Great, uh, thank you. Well, content. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to invest more time in it, a bit like yourself. You have to do the work up front. Um, but I, I guess when people come to me, I, 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 I look for and ask for as a, as a, as a coach, I look for an upfront 
the investment and you know mm. the comments mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. i have you know I'm, I'm being very frank in this conversation uh, more more candid than i probably have ever been is the, the conversations go something like well you know uh, how much is it blah 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 and I'm, you know and i'm like well you need to make an investment in your own health and in this day and age when we've all got you know a thousand dollar um phone in our pocket that investment is financial. A hundred years ago, as a, as a kind of uh, a, a coach, someone that helps people, there probably wouldn't be any sort of financial aspect to, to what I did. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't mm-hmm. require money because I'd be in a community that I served and exactly. therefore would serve me. So I, I'm, I'm of the, up until now, I guess, I'm of the opinion that the investment needs to be upfront and needs to be financial. Otherwise that person is not committed. And I want to coach people that really are invested and want to make change um, for, for, for the right reasons, I guess. Um, and therefore it may, makes it a commercial transaction, which has its problems. I completely understand that. Um, but that's kind of, that's my angle. Um, and I think lots of people in, in our space is angle. Um, and certainly there's a massive marketing machine that tries to target guys like us and, and kind of get them to <laughs> more of that stuff because it, it, it perpetuates yeah. the economic machine. So, uh, with that said, what's, what, how would you, what would you say to someone like me who said, well, this is what I say and this is what I do. What, why, 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 why wouldn't you do it that way? Yeah, so, so, you know, a transaction can be a, a very big spark for, for a lot of people to get them, you know, to get them to, to move and, and feel compelled to do it. But I just, I've realized that, that the, the sustainability of that is it's still a bit, it's a bit fleeting, right? So like, you know, it becomes about the money and it's just, it becomes not about me. It becomes about the money that I'm investing. And I, I love that you use the word investing because I've, I've, I've done a lot of work myself on not using the word spending or not using the word, you know, like, like cost. It's, it's an investment. You are investing in, in your health. And, and that is, it's, I'm not saying that the, that the, the, the current structure is wrong. It's, it, it, it is what it is. It, it, it needs to exist today because exactly what you're saying. We don't live in these tight communities where we serve our communities and the community serves us back. We have to sustain our life. We have to, you know, continue to, to have the resources that we need to continue to do the great work that we're doing. Um, but I think that it, I think that if you, if you started to, to just conceptualize this business model and let it, let it grow over time slowly and find opportunities to make the shift into that business model, you're going to be, um, you're, you're just, you're going to down the road, be a lot, feel more fulfilled, happier yourself as a, as a giver of information and of knowledge and of, and of health, um, feel happier and you're going to, and that's going to feed back to you financially. It will. I've, I've seen, I've talked to the owners of, of businesses like this and they all say that it, that it is an extremely lucrative uh, model. Um, but it's all based in faith, trust and love. And, and that's, and those, if, if you have those things, you're going to do well. It, I mean, it's just about, you know, at the beginning, being able to, to float yourself long enough um, to, to sort of weather some, uh, some challenge. Um, but I think that for, for, for a practitioner just starting off, absolutely. Transaction, you know, fee for service, whatever you call it. Um, but, but I think that if, if people started to, if people, um, took on the challenge of start of always starting that way, but working on on shifting it over time, 
that I think really magical, amazing things could happen. And um, it, 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 it's, it's also a very humbling experience for you because you may think that your time is worth X amount of dollars per hour, but you're going to find out that maybe it's worth a different, that, that it's worth a different amount. And that's one of the reasons why I like to do that is because it's an ego thing, right? How much you charge for your time. It really is. I mean, it, it is, it, it's, Oh, I, I think, I think I'm worth $200 an hour. You know, my fee was like, I think, I think I had it at like 150 an hour. Um, and the first session was like $300. Like, where did I come up with these numbers from? Like, that's, I, I, you know, you, you can, you can justify it by saying, well, I, I know how much, um, my life is worth, like how much my time, my, I need how much I spend in my life and I can, you know, sort of work backwards from there and figure out what I need to charge per hour to be able to do that. But who says that, who said that what you decided around how much you're spending in your life is, is correct right now. Like, like we don't have any, there's no script or, or, you know, algorithm around, well, if I make this much money, I'm allowed to spend this much money or, or this is how much in general a human should spend per week or per month or per meal or per day. There's no such thing. And you can always reduce your spending, your own spending. And uh, I've, I've done a lot of shaving off of like unnecessary spending. Um, and just because I'm, I'm connected to a, to a very deep why. And so the decisions become very easy. It's, I know what, what I'm trying to do. So every decision and so every decision tracks back to that and it becomes really simple to like decide whether to use something or not or invest in something or not. You know, I invest in a lot of programs online because I want to see what other people are doing. I want to learn. I want to, you know, I want to be fully immersed and just have a, a deep understanding of everything because as a practitioner, I feel it's, it's sometimes a bit foolish to, to advise people on things that you haven't tried yourself. Yeah. Um, so, so I fast. I do the cold plunges. I do barefooting. I've done all types of workouts. I've done them all: bar, bar classes, Pilates classes, CrossFit, yoga, boot camps. I've done them. I've done pretty much all of them because I cannot. How am I? How am I going to speak fluently if I've, if I've not tried it? It's, you know. So I've, I've, um, I've started to to try out. It's called sadhana. It's uh, Kundalini yoga is like a very uh, meditative form of yoga. Not 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 very much movement based because it's like ancient technology of like how to supercharge your your emotions and your preparation for the day and so in kundalini yoga there's a practice called sadhana which is a 4 a.m uh two and a half hour meditation um that that happens every single morning and that these people do every morning understanding that the human was actually supposed to be up and, and going by 4 a.m but um you know People used to ask me questions about this all the time. And I was like, you know, I've never been. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start going in. Actually, I went for the first time on Sunday and I was just blown away by it. I got to, I got to, I'm going to definitely be doing more of that. That was, it was very So you helpful. got up 4am on, on a Sunday to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a cacao ceremony that night, which was beautiful. And I, I went to sleep a little later than I hoped, but, but uh, you know, when, when you're excited about something, you're trying something for the first time you wake up and you do it. And so that, that shows you that there's something more than I need to get this much sleep or to be, to be productive or to be on point. Like there's something more, there's, there's something else, right? There's excitement and the, and the passion and all this stuff. And it, and it can totally shift your, your experience of the world 
right? So like usually at 4 a.m. or th if I woke up at 3 or 4 a.m., I'd be pretty tired. But in this case, I was, I was up and off and feeling amazing and like excited. And so there's been moments in, in my life when I've, when I've had to do this and, and I've just been able to do it excitedly. Like when I was doing a, when Puerto Rico had all the hurricanes, I'm from originally from Puerto Rico. So um, I, I really helped to set up one of the big um, uh, foundations to get relief supplies. And I was sleeping three, four hours a night for three weeks, trying to set up this whole like logistics and supply chain, basically business to get uh, relief stuff down to Puerto Rico. So everyone's collecting donations and like they had no way of getting it down because of the regulations and, you know, import export there, but we've rebuilt it. And I three, literally three weeks straight, I slept three, four hours and I felt more energized and empowered than ever. Um, and I'm not saying that, that people should do that. It's probably not very healthy, but um, there, there's, there's, there, there's, there's more to life than these rigid things that they've told us. You have to sleep eight hours and you have to, you know, it's, there's, there's more to it, more to the story. Yeah, of course. And, and, you know, they're, they're so, we, we, we tend to create these, um, these, well, it's just a narrative. It's just a story, isn't it? But we, we tend to think there are rules and laws around what we should be doing and, and what we should be wearing, where should we be going, where should we be spending our money, how much money should we should have, you know. And actually, the more you delve into it, the more you realize that it's all a bit of a fallacy and it does, there's no substance to any of it because um, a guy down the road might, might think that, you know, a thousand dollars on a on a on a meal out is is not very much, and and someone else might think, well, that they'll never spend that in their lifetime. Do you know what I mean? It's such a contrast. It just exactly. highlights the hypocrisy of that that mindset, that way of thinking. My 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 query, I guess, would be: Have you have you ever uh, kind of coached any other practitioners or people to to move to that? I guess you'd call it a patronage model. So I I call it I call it the accountability economy. So okay. one thing that this does is it really helps to. Um, hold you accountable to deliver an, an amazing experience because you want to get compensated for it. You know, you want to be able to, to keep your movement going and the way to keep your movement going is to continue to f have the fuel to keep it going. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, uh, have I coached specifically people on this? No. Have I told a lot of people about this? Absolutely. And, and that's the thing is I'm, I'm putting the message out there and I know that when, when the time is right, the person who really, it wants to do this will approach and and ask the right questions and we'll and we'll go down the road but it, you know then then it becomes really interesting because again how do you charge for teaching someone how to not charge <laughs> well, it sounds exactly. like some, some exactly. crazy some crazy pyramid scheme or something I don't know. It crazy, I'm, right? I'm, it's a pyramid of nobody making money yeah exactly <laughs> but you've got you know it's a thread through doesn't it yeah exactly a pyramid uh, of of kind of accountability i don't know yeah yeah accountability. Really interesting. that's, really that's interesting. what it is that's what it is and if we and the word accountability is a very powerful word right and if and if we had if we took you know one percent more account accountability every day you know every single person the world would be an incredible place because everybody yep. would take full responsibility for, 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 and, and going back to your statement about, you know, spending and, and it's all a construct. It is. And anytime that you see that there's an inconsistency across people in their thinking, that is a construct. That is not reality, right? There are only a few uh, real truths and everything else is, is a construct. So anytime that, that you see that people disagree on something, or, or, or see, the, see something differently, it's a construct. 
It's not oh, real. okay. So you so like you're, it's like you know you went going back to spending a thousand dollars on a meal. Uh, one person thinks it's a, it's a, it's 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 normal. The other person thinks it's it's incredibly too much money. It's a construct. It's not. It's 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 a mental model. It's not real. It's not a it's not a truth or a law of the world. Yeah, there, and very, I think, there are very few laws of the world. Yeah, there are. You know, very. Yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely agree with that. So what you're saying is, it, wherever there's a kind of uh, a, a differencing of opinions, then actually there's either a misunderstanding or there's a, there's another truth that's hidden that people aren't, yeah. aren't, aren't sort of tapping into. That's, that's yeah. really interesting actually. Um, and I'm definitely going to spend some time thinking about this ability <laughs> model because that's blown my mind. Absolutely has. Um, okay. Um, let's, let's dive into, I just want to be respectful of your time as well, Jeff. Um, let's dive into the, the, the gaping void stuff. So, um, I guess moving kind of threading that through, do you think that accountability model would work in, in the corporate structure in a business structure? Oh, the thing is, you know, one thing that I've, that I've noticed is that you have to create a really, um, a really, a very real filter around who you work with in this yeah. way, because there is, there is the opportunity to get taken, to be taken advantage of. And, yeah. and in the, the problem in a company is that there, there are too many people involved. There's just too many people and could it work? I could see where a, a world where it works, but you'd have to be really, really um, selective of, of who you work with. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm reminded of the story of how uh, how the the Google guys selected their CEO uh, back a few years ago, and they had a really rigorous process. But at the end of the process, the last barrier to entry is um, you have to come to Burning Man with us, and and you got to make it through like emotionally, uh, community wise, like you gotta, you gotta show us that you can thrive in this environment. this really tough environment. Um, and so the point of me saying that is like, you have to create some sort of filter to, to figure out and to weed out the people who have, who may not have, or whose intentions may not be aligned with yours. So, and I'm still trying to figure out what's that, like, what's that test that you can, that you can create that, you can't cheat that no one can cheat and that it's like extremely real and burn and and you know it's funny burning man is is a real is a is a great example of of like a uncheatable test like the only way to make it through burning man is to make it through burning man. you can't cheat your way through it like yeah. um and so the funny thing is so i have this uh the balance beam under under me right now and the balance beam is a great example of a test that you cannot cheat the only way to cheat the balance beam is to get good at the balance beam so you're not cheating it you're just doing it uh so i've, I've still been i've try, been trying to reason um how I can create some sort of test or some sort of something that proves to me um, without a doubt that this is somebody that, that whose intentions are aligned with mine. Mm. So yeah, it's not easy. I guess it's not easy. Um, okay. Let's, let's jump through. Um, so the gaping void, I just love the name of that company. Man. Yeah. I'm really going to study this. Um, so you, how, so presumably you've done it for some like Zappos, which a shoe company. So presumably there are some relatively menial tasks there that people kind of turn up to. Cause I think this is one of the biggest issues that's out there. And I'm sure you believe it is that people have got, got into a trudge at work and then they've got that, that cycle of believing that that's what they have to do to meet their needs. And, and then they go to work and suddenly 30, 40, 50, 60 years have passed. Mm. You know what I mean? That's just, and, and for me, that's scary, right? That is that is scary. And I, I've, I've gone through careers um, through short shrift because 
I, I scared of that more than I am than actually going through the trudge. So, um, so I've, I, you know, I've had different sort of ideas so we, so around we've, that. We've, the end. we've touched on the fact that anything that people disagree on is a construct and not a fact. So, so, um, in, in the business world, there's this, there are two ways of looking at the work that you do. One is, Oh, I have to do this. And this is, you know, to sustain my life. And the other one is I get to do this. I, 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 I have the privilege of being able to work for a company and, 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 and work for a company I believe in and work for a company that's doing amazing things. You know, in every, we, let's say we have a client down here in Miami, you know, and um, a lot of the employees are very unhappy, but then there's other employees who are like, just, you know, find so much um, happiness in, in, and in, in gratitude, right? Like I get, I get to do this, you know, I want to do my best work. I want to, I want to deliver an amazing uh, product when, when it's requested of me. And so it's uh, again, constructs, like you can see your job as, as like a pain in the ass and, and this problem thing that you need to do in order to make money. Or you could see it as, you know, people have put their trust, their, their trust in me. They're paying me to do something for them. Um, I want to do my best work. And, and the, the funny thing is that once you adopt that mindset, um, you're going to grow in the company really quickly. Like you're going to go up or, or, or move somewhere else that you're going to get recruited. Your people will see, cause it's, it's all about work. It, you can only work on yourself. 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 Like is you that can the only work on yourself. That's, is, that, that's is, is, is that kind of the message that you, you guys go in with as, as kind of the, that, that consultancy model, as you go into other companies, is that kind of the, the, the root of the, the messaging that you put through? Part of our pitch, because it's all about if we're able to change the, the conversation and the language that people use, like I said earlier, we can change the whole mindset. We can change all of the beliefs, but the pitch is, you know, it depends who we're talking to, but, if we're talking about, you know, executives, um, it's all about how can, how will this improve your business? Um, we are, we are actively seeking um, executives who are just more spiritually connected and who understand the value of this. So we don't have to pitch it that way. And that's sort of one of our tests. So I'm actually going to, uh, our, our marketing efforts and, and our business development efforts are going to be focused more on events like Burning Man, like, um, like summit, uh, the summit series, like, um, envisions places where, where, where really successful people go to tap, go deeper into themselves and to tap deeper into their potential. And so those are the people that, that, that I'd like to work more with, um, that I know will align with our message and that will find value and will be champions. I don't really like the word champions, but will will help to push this, um, you know, our, our, our project with them forward and be a conduit of this way of doing, because at the end of the day, it's just about the leadership's got to be in, right? Like the leadership is like the brains of the operation. And if the brains, if the understanding of the mindset's not there at the top level, it, it's not going to work. You know, the, the, the CEO of a company at these days is really a spiritual leader. They're the ones who people look up to, they go, wow, I work for, you know, people don't say, some people say I work for Tesla. Most people say I work for Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, I, I work for, 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 for Tony Shea, who's been an amazing, um, you know, just 
disruptor of of the way you know the the way of of doing work awesome that's really interesting work and i've never heard of uh, uh that that company or, or kind of the way that the, uh, that way of thinking about things um Jeff, I, I, I want to be really respectful. I know we've run over and I want to kind of, kind of uh, you know, in the words of Rich Roll, I want to land this ship. Um, <laughs> we, we've danced around so many and we've gone deep into so many different um, topics and subjects that I'm, I'm, I'm walking away with kind of loads more questions that I'd love to chat to you about. Um, and I'd love to kind of have another chat um, at some point in the future for sure. And, I, I, you know, you've opened my eyes to, to lots of things, which isn't always the case on podcasts. I think as an interviewer, you kind of like, you're asking questions where you, you know, you pre predispose the answers, but uh, certainly not been the case to you. And I just want to acknowledge you for that, for being an awesome guest um, and the, the fantastic work that you're doing. Uh, but more importantly, that the approach that you're taking um, and, and the willingness and the courage that you've got to kind of throw the rule book out, um, and, and, and kind of carve your own path and, and define your own path and, and, and kind of sit with your own thoughts and fears and aspirations and, um, dichotomies and try and work out what, what, what the right path for you is because that, that's no mean feat and that's, that's the hard work. Right. So I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. Oh, thank you. I'm very grateful. Um, uh, in closing, uh, you can only work on yourself. You, 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 every single person, you cannot change other people. You cannot change the things you can change your mind and when you change your mind everything changes and it's all the same but it's all totally different right and so that's the 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 sort of apex of what of all this learning has led me to that concept is like just work on yourself work on yourself and that's and and you'll and the world will open up to you and you'll you'll it'll be amazing because it is amazing it's just you realizing it (laughs) yeah yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. And, and, and this was a fantastic conversation. And I think we both grew a lot from it. And it's perfect. Yeah, man. I want to end it there. Where can they find you, Jeff? Where can they get uh, involved? Uh, so just look up the Urban Barefoot on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, I have a YouTube page, which I've been very lazy about. I'm sorry about that. Uh, my website is theurbanbarefoot.co. Um, you can, uh, my, my contact info is there. You can reach out to me on Instagram. Even though I'm getting 40, 50 messages a day, I still attend to all of them in one, in, however I can. Uh, so that's, that's pretty much it. With thank it, you, man. Thank you very, very much, Jeff. It's been awesome. Um, yeah, thank you, brother. It's been an amazing conversation and I hope I, we speak again soon. We will. Take care. Have a great day. Wow. Okay. I'm intrigued to know what you guys thought of that episode. Um, it felt really unique to me and, and really special in terms of the conversation that we had. I, I've, like I said at the start in the intro, I've, I've walked away um, completely blown and now listening through it again, it's kind of um, uh, got me kind of spinning off in new directions and, and completely um, rethinking kind of how I've approached certain things and, and certain aspects of, of what I do. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. I hope you guys are. Um, I, I really appreciate your, your support in this venture and I hope you're getting a lot um, out of these episodes. Certainly, there's a lot to dig into and, and ponder in, in that one there. So thank you very much to Jeff. Um, please, please, please go and follow him and, and, you know, engage with him. You've got any questions, you know, ask him. <laughs> you heard his model. So uh, it's a free, free kind of... Um, uh, a free free shot at speaking to him and, and helping um, him understand if he can help you I guess um, 
yeah and as always please uh, subscribe uh, support us with with a good review on, on whatever app you use um, any questions any things you want to hear more of um, you can contact me i'm at the knock t-h-e-n-o-q on facebook instagram uh, those are usually the best places to get hold of me and please tell someone about this podcast um, so we can grow the movement and keep moving forwards thank you very much until next time take care